for a long, long period of time, I did not know what it meant when it came to the subject of spiritual gifts. I could not understand that. I went through many, many years of attending church, not really understanding what my spiritual gift was. And even through college, there was a period of time I really just didn't get it because we didn't talk about it. I don't know if we didn't talk about it because they were a little bit fearful of the charismatic aspect of what's going on across the world and especially here in America. But the point is, is this, I just didn't realize what my spiritual gift was. And therefore, I was kind of like one of these weirdo toys that didn't make a whole lot of sense, you know. The bear with spots, I think it was. The gun that shot jello out. Uh, not jello, jelly. Je- jelly, jelly. About the same thing. And then you have that train that had what? It was just something was not right. Something was missing. So I want to talk to you about the church of the misfit toys. Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, uh, defines the church as the body of Christ. I might have to look over here. That one's a little off. As the body of Christ. Uh, each member serving a purpose in that, the body of Christ. Christ being the head of the church, of course. And Jesus being the head of the church expects us to do great things for him. He's telling us what to do, but too often we seem to fall asleep as the church and become as that arm that you slept on throughout, through the night that just feels very, very awkward and disabled and you just go, what are you doing? You're worthless to me right now. Until the blood starts flowing back in that arm, things start moving, and then the fear's gone. The point is, is this. The body of Christ is meant to be an operating system. It needs to be active. But there's so many people that are a part of the body of Christ, they just don't get their reasoning for being there. So we're going to get into that, okay? As a member of the body of Christ, we all have been given gifts Every one of you. Now, I'm not being weird because I'm a Superman fan, huge Superman fan, but we are all, in some ways, heroes for Jesus Christ. We have been given special abilities. They're called spiritual gifts. Now, I'm not being strange when I say that or charismatic. I'm just saying you've been given abilities to perform things for Christ that are amazing within the church. And I'm not just talking about the four walls of this building. I'm talking in the body of Christ. You follow me? Is everybody with me? All right. Still zoned from the cartoon. Too often we confuse our God-given gifts and become a, a misfit in the church, not knowing what to do or where to serve. We're just existing. Now, maybe at one time you were serving. You were very involved. You know, and then all of a sudden you just kind of started warming a pew and you kind of faded off into the shadows because you thought, you know what, I just don't have it like I used to. Next thing you know, you're now on the island of misfit feeling useless, unusable, uh, out of place. How many know what I'm talking about? Or maybe you know of the spiritual gift you've been given, but you don't know how it applies. You just don't know where it fits within the body of Christ. You have the gift of mercy or the gift of faith or the gift of, you know, some of them are so obvious, like the gift of teaching, but some of them are not as obvious. And you're thinking, what am I possibly going to do with this? And then you back down, fade out, start warming a pew and not being active. Now, let me give you a shocker. There is multiple people, and I don't have my little black book, so I'm going to pull it out and look. I don't have anything like that. But there's multiple people that have been attending this church for numerous years that have chosen not to be active in the body of Christ. 
You have chosen that for whatever reason. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you just, like I said a minute ago, maybe you just don't know where you fit. Maybe you don't know how your spiritual gift will be used. Or maybe you just don't know what it is altogether. Are you all following me? You just feel like a misfit. You feel disconnected. You feel out of place. Well, I can relate to this little guy, Hermie. How many know who Hermie is? How many do not? Shame on Really, Pastor Tony? <sighs> he calls himself an American. Do you, do you feel like a misfit within the church? I mean, right now, just ask yourself that question. Do you feel like you're disconnected, out of place, and a misfit within the church? Let me get real personal. Have you ever felt like, I just can't communicate with people? I just don't know about life groups, and I don't know about small groups and growth groups and group, group, group. I just rather be in my own little world, my own little bubble, say, how you doing? And as soon as you go to say it, I'm going to walk away while you say it. I just don't want to communicate. I just don't know how to. I've just not experienced church like I would like to experience it. Now, don't raise your hand if you feel like that. I want to help you if you feel like that, okay? Because you're a misfit. But you still have a reason for being a part of the body of Christ. You just need to apply it. So, Hermie knew his purpose. Tony, I'm going to teach you something today about Hermie, okay? He was going to be a dentist. How many remember that in the story? Now, we fast forward. You saw something that took place way further in the story uh, when they got on the island of misfit toys. But the question for you is, do you know your purpose? Do you know what you were meant to be and do within the church? It's funny, physically speaking, mentally speaking, we know our purpose. A lot of us will graduate from high school and go to college, or some of you won't even go to college. Maybe you didn't go to college, whatever the case may be. But you knew exactly what you needed to do with your life. But why is it when it comes to spiritual matters, we don't really know our purpose? You're just fulfilling some area in the church maybe, but that may not be your purpose. Just for fun, we should watch this, right? Because Pastor Tony is so clueless when it comes to Hermie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hermie. Hermie! Aren't you finished painting that yet? There's a pile up a mile wide behind you. What's eating you, boy? I just don't like to make toys. No, well, if that's all... What? What? You don't like to make toys? What? No. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Well, we need one up here. I've been studying. It's fascinating. You've no idea. Molars and bicuspids. Now, and listen, you. You're an elf. And elves make toys. Now, get to work. Ten minutes break. Finish the job or you're fired. You know, I can relate. When I first came to this church nearly 12 years ago, Pastor Dinoff hired me, and then this villain moved in. <laughs> and he was like, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that, and if you don't like it, I'll fire you. No, I'm serious. It wasn't that bad. But within the church, volunteers sometimes feel like this. You hear what I'm saying? You don't get a paycheck. 
But it's like, you're not going to work in the nursery? Do you not like babies? I know we asked you to fill that space one time, but we lied. We're going to keep you. Lock the door. You don't want to sing in the choir anymore? I know we wanted to fill it for Easter drama, but you're going nowhere. Even though you can't sing very well. Feel like Hermie? You know, like, this is not what I'm called to do. I'm just fulfilling this because I've been asked to, and now I'm just stuck. Well, that is not doing what God has called you to do within the body. Because there's a purpose to your life. It, you cannot fulfill, are you listening? You cannot fulfill what God has called you to do unless you know your purpose. That was the first question. What is your purpose? Your purpose is defined by your spiritual gift. First, uh, Second Corinthians, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter 12, 4 through 6 explains this. Uh, there's diverse gifts. There's all kinds of gifts, but the same spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, right? Everybody follow me? This is very simplistic. We all, as believers, have the Holy Spirit living within us, but we're not all the same. We're uniquely designed by God. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And God, according to our abilities, excuse me, according to our design by God, we have special God-given gifts. Does that make sense? And these are, they're different, different administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of operations. There's different ways we operate within the church and move about. But the same God works in us all. We all have a responsibility. We all have a duty within the church. Whether you feel like you're a misfit toy or not, you have a responsibility to know your purpose, fulfill that purpose, and get out of the rut of being stuck on an island where you feel nobody can relate to you. Let me make sure you're clear on this. Here's how it works. A spiritual gift is a, sp uh, it's a special divine empowerment bestowed on each believer that's filled with the Holy Spirit. When you become a believer, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. And it's to accomplish a, a given ministry that God has given you. He has given you the ability to accomplish that, to fulfill that according to your spiritual gift. He gives us discernment. He gives us abilities within that ministry. And we use those gifts accordingly. Now, there's a difference between spiritual gifts and physical talents. I want to make sure this is clear. A lot of people think it's a talent to have a spiritual gift. God uses our talents. There's no denying that. Um, Physical talents are given by God through our parents, but spiritual gifts are given uh, by God independent of our parents, separate from our parents. We have this when we became believers, not at physical birth. We're given a lot of abilities at physical birth. You know, I was not granted the ability to play sports, just neither is Pastor Tony. I know for sure he was not given the ability to sing. Neither was I. But there's other things that God has allowed us to have. Now, when it comes to spiritual gifts, I've been given this spiritual gift maybe of, of I can't say knowledge, but <laughs> wisdom. Uh, the list has like nine. Let's try to go through. <laughs> Teaching, maybe. We'll find out after tonight. It's very elementary. But, but he's given us spiritual gifts at, at, at our spiritual birth. Do you understand? I'm glad we were given talents, and we should use those for God's glory. Uh, your talents can be used for God's glory. Just like your spiritual gifts can be used for God's glory. A spiritual gift is uniquely given um, to edify the saints, to strengthen the body of Christ, to bring glory to God, and to maximize your ministry. Now, let me, let me make sure you get this too. Some people get spiritual gifts mixed up. 
they get mixed up with some of the, the ideas of, uh, you know, uh, the charismatic movement. But let me make it clear. Spiritual gifts are broken down like this. Pastor, serving, teaching, faith, exhortation, discernment, showing of mercy, giving, administration. Some define it differently, explain it differently. We explain it a little bit different when we have our... Um, our class on starting point for our, our, our folks that are considering joining the church. But whatever the gift you've been granted or given by God, and you know it, you have to apply it. Now, some of you are like, where do I fit? What, 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 where does this gift that I've been given, if you know your spiritual gift, if you don't know it, then you won't know your purpose. you got to know your purpose. And the only way you know your purpose is your spiritual gift. We have a spiritual gifts test on, uh, on our website, I believe it is, right? And so if you'd like to, you can go there and fill out that spiritual gift test and it'll help you better understand where you stand when it comes to your spiritual gift. But in the body of Christ, we sometimes use our gifts to uh, operate as the wrong part. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of the body. And it creates a problem. It's not good. It, it, it's just, it becomes very awkward. And, and I was joking a minute ago about the nursery, but it's true. Uh, I guess the gift of mercy uh, could apply when it comes to the, the nursery. There's some people, and I've said this before when I've spoken on the subject, because we've spoken on this, Pastor Zodi's spoken on it, he's barely touched on it a little, a little bit this morning because it went along with the message, but in the past we've spoken on it, I know Chris has. But I'm fearful that there's still seasoned believers that have never applied their spiritual gift. They're doing nothing. They go to life group, they go to a class on Wednesday, a Sunday night, they go to that class on Wednesday night. They're, in, they're involved in the sense of attending church, but not being involved in the church. And I'm grateful for being involved outside of the church too. But you got to examine yourself even tonight before we go into 2020. And think, am I on the island of misfit choice? Am I spiritually dislocated from the reality of being a part, an active part of the body of Christ? Or am I an active part, but I'm doing it all wrong? I don't fit. I'm like the train with the square wheels. It's not working right. So let's do this. Let's sort it out. And this could go many directions. I know you guys just focused on the non-spiritual aspect of the paper, but flip it over, okay? All right, you're just going to do some matching, okay? Just like you used to do when you were a little kid. You're going to take a line and draw the line over to the the from the spiritual gift and match it uh, to the ministry, the best you know how. Can we do that? Can you try that? Just try to match them up a little bit there. And the reason we're doing this is it's going to be interesting because as you do this, you're going to find out some of these spiritual gifts can apply in multiple ways. You know, there are multiple different ministries, I should say it that way. So you're going to draw the line maybe from the gift of mercy if it's on there, showing mercy. And it could, go, it could go in a lot of directions. When you're in the ministry at all, you have to learn to show mercy. It doesn't matter if you're at the front door greeting. But go ahead and try to figure out where do these best fit. Sort it out. Figure it out. Now, this is going to go a number of directions, okay, tonight. Because obviously, um, some of these gifts can go to multiple ministries. Some of them can. Take just a few minutes to do that. 
While we're doing that, I want you to just raise your hand without having to interrupt everybody. How many of you are, are plugged into a ministry right now at Fellowship Baptist Church? Would you raise your hand? Okay, cool. How many of you say, in that ministry I'm plugged in, I feel like it defines and it works, it's, it, it, it comes together perfectly, kind of like a glove with my spiritual gift. Would you raise your hand? If you raised it a minute ago, raise it again if it fits you. All right, cool. Let's be honest. What if you say tonight, I'm in an area of ministry, but I can't say for sure, for sure, it defines my spiritual gift. It, it works with my spiritual gift. It coordinates or works well with whatever way you want to say that. How many would say, that's me. I'm not sure that's my gift fits my ministry. Go ahead. Nobody's going to point you out. I'm just curious. I have felt that way numerous times. All right. Some of you are going to be silent about that. That's okay. How many know somebody within the church that's involved, but you know for sure they have privately said, ah, I just don't know if this is exactly where God wants me to be. I don't know if it fits my spiritual gift. Would you raise your hand? Maybe they didn't word it exactly that way. One, two, three. Anybody else? Four? Four of you? It's interesting. They probably feel uh, dislocated a little bit, uncomfortable, uh, not satisfied. I heard one guy put it this way. I can't stand coming to church. That's when you're in really bad shape in the ministry you're involved in because you're not using your spiritual gift in the right area of ministry. You are definitely, uh, you're definitely not the jack-in-the-box. You're the, what was it, Charlie? And you feel like nobody is going to ever, ever get it, and they may never get it unless you get out of that position and get in the right position because it's hard to explain to somebody why you're not enjoying your ministry. They think you should enjoy everything in the church. Why, what do you mean you don't like children? Everybody likes children. You know, what, what do you mean you don't want to worship? I don't care if you could sing. Make a joyful noise. It doesn't mean you have to have a beautiful voice. Everybody's going to give a, uh, their reasoning why you should just suck it up and just deal with that ministry you're in. But you gotta, you got to sort it out. All right, so where are we at? Everybody try to do this? Everybody figure it out? Help me out here. Uh, let's, go, let's go all the way back to uh, Moeller's table. Give me some input back there about which ones you've matched up. Just give me one. Greg, what do you think? Faith to the prayer team. How many would agree on that one? All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's go to another one. Let's go over here, Fenwick's table. What do you got here? Uh, somebody want to be brave? Tell me what you got. Pastor preaching. Pastor preaching. That one's fairly obvious. Okay. All right. Well, let me go over here. I'm going to come back. What do you have over here? What were you saying? Were you just... No, it was just... You were just... What? Administration secretary. Oh, very good. How many would agree with that? Administration secretary. How many put that down? Would you raise your hand? All right. That's fitting. All right. Let's go all the way over here to Dave's table. Probably just pictures sketched on that piece of paper. Dave, did you do anything? Serving, nurturing, and uh, bus ministry. Serving, nursery, and bus ministry. How many agreed with that one? All right. I'm not sure which ones we covered. I think we covered pastor, serving, faith. I don't know if we got to teaching. Did anybody cover teaching? 
How many say teaching with life group leader? Would you agree on that one? Does that fit? FBC kids is another one as a possibility. Exhortation. Exhorting. First impressions. How many agree with that one? How many didn't know what we were talking about when it came to the word exhortation? That's okay. That's all right. All right. Encouraging. Uh, discernment. Safety team. How many would agree with that? How many would agree with it concerning the people that work at Fellowship Baptist Church? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't tell James McGarvey I said that. He has discernment. All right. Showing mercy. You say prayer team. Okay, who else said prayer team? Showing mercy. Here? Three? All right, somebody tell me what you, another option. Bus ministry? Bus, bus ministry? Bus ministry? FBC kids. FBC kids. FBC kids. Nursery. Who said that? What, what, what would you have done to the kids if you didn't have mercy? This is just not my gift. I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on from that one. Giving. I hear bus ministry on giving. It does take a lot of time. What else? Anybody else have another one? I heard life group. It could be all of them. How many would agree this could go for all of them? Because you're giving your time. Okay, great. Administration. Secretary, we already covered that one, right? Okay. So here's the second question. Do you know your part in the church? For the body is not one member, but what? Many, Many members. What is your part in the church? First question is, what's your purpose? And your purpose is defined by your gift. And if you know your gift, are you using your gift appropriately according to what God has designed you to use it for? What ministry? Now that you know that, or maybe you answered it correctly, do you know your part in the church? What is your part in the church? Where do you best fit according to your spiritual gift? This becomes very personal because you've got to start checking yourself. Whether you've been in one area of ministry for a long period of time, you have to know for sure, is that the area of ministry that I've been given or I've chosen because this is what God has required me to do or asked me to do. All right, let's check this out. This one reminds me of Matt, okay, when it comes to the worship ministry. Why weren't you at elf practice? <laughs> Fixing these dolls' teeth. What? 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 Just fix it. Now listen, we have dolls that cry, talk, walk, blink, and run a temperature. We don't need any chewing dolls. I just thought I found a way to, to fit in. You'll never fit in. You'll never fit in. Now you come to health practice and learn how to wiggle your ears and chuckle warmly and go hee-hee and ho-ho and important stuff like that. A dentist. Good grief. You, you can get discouraged when you just are burning out. And you're like, why am I doing this? Are you going through the motions? Do you feel like you're not appreciated? 
Now, I don't want you to raise your hand on some of these, <laughs> but you got to start asking yourself the question. See, some of us have been given multiple spiritual gifts, not all of the spiritual gifts. Only Jesus Christ has all of the spiritual gifts. Now, if you claim to have all the spiritual gifts, we need to talk because I don't know if that's necessarily true. You're an impressive person, if so, but here's the thing that so many people do within the church. They work, they work, they work, they know what their spiritual gift is, but they have multiple spiritual gifts. So they're applying those to spiritual gifts, so they're jumping over here, and they're jumping over here, and they're jumping over here, and next thing you know, they're so discouraged and so burnt out, they just want to quit. It is not a sinful thing to center in on one particular area of ministry within the church and do it well. When I first came here, I loved doing everything. I wanted to do it all. I really did. I wanted to be a part of everything. You know, if we've got youth rally, I want to do that. I want to be a part of the children's ministry. I want to be a part of first impressions. I want safety. You know, we were developing a lot of things at that period of time. And I loved developing and I loved jumping in. The next thing I know is like when Easter rolled around or at that time Christmas drama rolled around, I thought, okay, what am I doing? I'm, I'm over first impressions. I'm over children's ministry. I, I'm a soldier in, 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 the, in the play. I'm, I'm building uh, staging. I'm making the props. I'm organizing the costumes with the ladies. I'm, what? I couldn't even breathe. And I was burning out. I mean, I was going crazy. Everybody, you know, when you get to that point, you're rushing around. You're like, hey, how are you? Doing? Hey, do you got a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get right back to you. And you, that's all you do constantly. It just is not enjoying the ministry. You say, well, that's my spiritual gift. Good for you. You have three of them. That doesn't mean at Fellowship Baptist Church you're going to apply all of them on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. You following me? You're, you're doing this wrestling tag team thing. You're like, all right, I'm going to greet right now. Tag, run down the hallway. I'm going to go ahead and teach junior church and then Tag again, I'm going to run over to the connecting room, and then I'm going to run out and get in just in time to get on the bus. I've seen people do that. It's crazy. They can't do it all. That's why Jesus was the one with all the spiritual gifts. You follow me? Because he can do it all. So whatever you've been given, what is your part? What is your responsibility in the church? Are you doing it, and are you doing it well? If you've bitten off more than you can chew, you're probably not doing it well. All right? Your part is a necessity. According to this passage of scripture, we know it is a necessity for us to get plugged in and be a part. You have purpose. In the reference here, it's talking about how you might feel those that feel less. Those that we've used this illustration so many times, like the pinky or the little baby toe on your foot. You feel like that. You're insignificant. You're not worth anything. I just do this. I just... I know people in the past, they would come on Sunday afternoon, make sure the bathrooms are cleaned up and the toilet paper replaced. They, they just felt sometimes insignificant. But that is vitally important because we all work together. If that is your part, it's a necessity. And if you pull away, warm a pew, you're going to become a member of the Misfit Toys. And that's not what God has intended for you to do. And if some of you don't pull away some of the multiple ministries you're involved, you're going to be a part of the island of Misfit Toys because you're burnt out and worthless. You might not have square wheels, but you're going to have some wore-out wheels. You all following me? Is everybody on the same page? All right. I hope it makes sense. Your part is intentional, 
But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased who? Him. Him. He's very intentional. I get made fun of all the time about this, being a perfectionist. You know, when I set up tables, I love them being done a certain way. I love the chairs a certain way. Bailey did a great job today. I don't know if you know that he, uh, where, are, you by, are you by yourself? There he is. All right, both of you guys come in together, and you both put up all the tables, all the chairs, set it up, and I appreciate that, but he's intentional. That means he's not just going to come in and throw it together, you know. He wants to be intentional. God is intentional about everything he does. And I'm grateful. Or we'd have our nose like right over here. And it just wouldn't be right. He, he wants to make things right. That's why he was intentional when he designed you. And he was intentional when he put in your heart what ministry and gift you were to have and to do. It's intentional. He set it aside for you to do. Now... Let's talk about it, all right? Let's get a little more personal. These are areas right now that we know need help, all right? So I need everybody to just kind of wake up a little bit because it's so quiet in here. Can you all wake up, just kind of sit up? Some of you are not focused. All right. When we go through these, some of you are going to go, I'm not doing anything, so I need to perk up and listen. Some of you are going to go, I'm doing one thing, I can handle another thing. And some of you are doing multiple things, and you're just so zealous, you're like, I'll take two more on. Well, we don't want you to take two more on. Just nudge the person next to you that's doing absolutely nothing and say, you take one on, all right? So, the creative team. You know, every Monday, we try to meet together. Usually we do, as a staff, pastoral staff, and we pray over the prayer request. And then we have prayer requests that are personal prayer requests from our pastoral staff. Richard has had this area of ministry on there for a long time, you know, it's because he's trying to build this area of ministry. You say, well, we got new people. Yeah, we do. But that doesn't mean you should sit and warm a pew. This, this drives me nuts. Been there, done that, my time's over. What? What are you? What, what, what are you, a superhero that's turning in your cape and calling it quits because crime's being taken over by another superhero? That's not the way it works. You just find an area of ministry that you can apply your life and get involved to the best of your ability. You don't quit. You following me? I love the, the ladies that show up on, what is it, Tuesday? Is it Tuesday, right? Miss Dinoff. And the ladies will come out and they'll go out on visitation and they'll visit. Now, I'm not, I know we can point out a lot of people that are doing a number of things and I appreciate that. I'm just saying this because I appreciate that you, no matter what's going on, you do your best to still make it happen. You just don't quit. You follow me? So I, I, I love the fact that I came in and Dennis Maynard was in the, the kitchen in, in um, one of our last events, and he's peeling potatoes. He has an oxygen tank. The guy doesn't stop. So you're the one that's sitting there, and I'm not pointing anybody out. I don't know anybody like this, okay? Just make a note of that. I don't know anybody like this. But if you're one of those people that are just like, I'm done. Not going to do it anymore. Let the young ones do it. The young ones aren't the only ones doing it. Okay? You understand? All of us are doing it still. Because we're all still part of the body of Christ. Until you're dead and gone, you're still the body of Christ. Everybody understand? Are we all on the same page? Are we all good? Say, Pastor Dave gets angry eyes. That's what my kids say. 
You say that too. The staff says there's something that happens to Dave. He gets these angry eyes and they just all get, they shut down. My angry eyebrows, my wife calls them. I I don't have those right now. I have happy eyebrows. I am, I love you guys. I want you not to be on the island of misfit toys, okay, kids? All of you are special, all right? So with that in mind, let's talk about FBC Kids. Right now, we have a number of special needs children in our, in our church. I'm not talking about just the UP Project and the wheelchairs and so forth. Autistic children. Autistic kids that need somebody just to come alongside sometimes and sit with them. Right now downstairs, I think we have six autistic kids in Kidstown. Now, we want them to be there. We want them to attend our church. But we also want the opportunity to see people rise up that is not going to hurt them to go sit with the child. It's not going to exhaust them. Some of them it will. To sit with that child and spend time, maybe on a Wednesday night. You say, well, I'm already, I'm already attending church Sunday morning. I, I, I'm not really doing anything on Sunday night. And I haven't really got plugged into life group. I'm available on Wednesday. Well, we would love to have your help. How many know Regina Quarter? Raise your hand, would you please? How many know Regina Quarter is an amazing person? I can say this. She's not here. I'm going to brag on her, all right? Because I can. Love working with her. Regina Quarter, no, doesn't matter if she has 15 kids and nobody shows up to help her. She still does the job. Amazing. And right now she's asked me, Dave, all I need is just one more person to help me in, in this department. And there's probably somebody out there that would love to do it. They just don't know about it. That's what she says. Or, or maybe it's their spiritual gift and you just haven't given it a shot yet. You're stuck on that island with Charlie thinking, what am I going to do? And you're just clunking around that island with your square wheels instead of getting off the island and giving it a shot. Because you have purpose. And that gift that you've been given needs to be applied. Maybe you should try it. And that's an awesome opportunity in Awanam. Kingdom Kids is our special needs ministry. Right now, it's just an awesome time to get plugged in. It will be so much fun if you just could meet some of these kids that are autistic. Funny, funny, funny. I mean, sometimes they say things that you oh, I can't believe you just said that, but just, just a joy to be with. It is so much fun to work with Puggles. The kids are always doing things that will make you laugh and you'll enjoy investing in that next, that next generation. The nursery, same thing. I love seeing the kids that are in our nursery grow up and become part of the youth department. But they need somebody to come alongside and make sure that the mom serving in three different ministries doesn't have to go back to the nursery and serve in that one too. And the greatest people that serve in the nursery, especially infant, is grandmothers because they know how to treat kids They have the gift of mercy, not like Irvin. (laughs) They are blessed. And you might be missing out on an incredible opportunity to be active with your gift. And, of course, it it doesn't end there because we have Sunday school. We have teachers been serving in Sunday school for 20. How many of you are in here? You've been serving in Sunday school for 20 years? Raise your hand. 20 or more. Raise your hand if you've been serving for 25 years. 30 years, 35 years. How many of you have been serving 40 years? Put 40 in. 
42, 43, 44, 45, 46. How old are you? <laughs> Brianna was in your department, right? She was in your class when she was what? How old? Do you remember? Eight, Eight years old? Yeah. All right, 50, 50 years. Seriously? 52 years? 52. How about over here? 52? 53? 51. That's impressive. Guess what? Some of these teachers down there, they need help. You say, in Sunday school? Yes, they need assistance. They need at least one assistant teacher. I have two right now that need an assistant teacher. You say, well, what I'm going to do? You're going to learn. That's what you're going to do. You're going to learn. It's discipleship. It's growth. It's, it's learning from the older if you're younger. It's developing these characteristics and using your spiritual gift. I love seeing our teens serve on Sunday night inside the children's department. You follow me? Because they're learning from the older, and that is biblical. So where do you need to get plugged in? Now, you would say first impressions. We got a lot of people that love to do that and they smile and they're so energetic. But I know right now for sure, guest services, secretaries, check-in, we need some help, don't we? Do we need some help? Wouldn't you love to have a little help? Isn't it fun? It is fun. It really is. Chris, you can testify to this. If you have a pretty day, not, not a bad day, a pretty day, <laughs> all right? And, it's, and you get to be in the parking lot, it is fun to serve in the parking lot. It's first impressions. Unless you're really ugly, don't do it because it's our first impression and we don't want you to be like, Sorry. I'm not going to point anybody out. I'm not going to point anybody out, but we just got to be careful about that, all right? So the point, the point is, is this. I was pointing at you, Bryce. You thought it was Chris, didn't you? <laughs> the point, there's so many areas of ministry that are fun and you just never realize how much fun it is. Like, nobody talks to me because you don't talk to anybody. I'm just going to find another church where people are. <laughs> and they have the same ability to speak to you there as they do here. You just got to choose. If you want to have friends, you have to show yourself what? Friendly. Good grief. Man. Valet parking. Same two jokesters doing it for the last how many years, Jim? How many got? How many years? About seven or eight. Seven or eight. Still hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, aren't you, Jim? <laughs> we got to replace Jim. I don't want him parking my car when I'm, because he'll still be doing that ministry when I'm about 75. But no, Jim wants help. You think, you think when it comes to these ministries, they're like, yeah, I love doing it by myself. It's great. Every single week, I love doing it. Coming in by myself, doing it all by myself. Because Tim Hamby's doing that this Sunday. Who's Tim Hamby? How many of you know who Tim Hamby is? Tim Hamby is one of our uh, junior church directors for Big City. He hasn't developed a full team yet. He has one that pops in, pops out. He has his Christmas party this Sunday, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. While you're going to be over here, and I'm going to be over here, he's going to be over there with 35 kids. You said, well, that's not safe. I'd like to talk to you after the service. So I'd love to sign you up for that day. He needs some help. You're exactly right. The point is, is he would like to have more on his team, Right? Check-in would like more on their team. Valet parking want more on their team. But who's on the island of misfit toys doing nothing, trying to figure out their square wheels and what they need to do next? Get off the island. Here's the point. During the week, people come and volunteer and set up. If that one person that's de designated to set up doesn't show up, 
We usually set up, and it doesn't matter if it's 8 o'clock at night. Pastoral staff is going to make it happen because it is our job. But it is a huge blessing when we have somebody else we can call and say, Hey, man, could you come in and set this up? That is great because we're all part of the body of Christ. And I love, I love that we can come alongside and serve with one another. Cleaning, huge facility. It is the coolest thing when people say, hey, you have anything for me to do at the church? There's always something to do. You could clean carpets till Jesus comes back at this church. <laughs> you can wipe baseboards and make it all the way down that hallway. And by the time you come back, spiders have made babies and their babies have made babies. And they developed a whole colony of spider webs. And you start right over again. Just ask Iris. There's always a need. So, where are you at? It's not just about the walls of the church staying within here. We know there's opportunities outside the wall, like bus ministry, going into the trans transportational ministry, going outside of the walls of the church to pick up kids and bring them back. It is not popular in this day and age to pick up kids on a bus. It's amazing how many churches are still able to do it, including ours. But boy, they get tired. Don, you get tired? You just love it, don't you? Oh, I'm sure. Let's talk to your wife about that. It is a ministry, and it is fun, and it is a huge blessing. And it's amazing to me how many people, when I bring up our church, will say, I used to ride your bus. And my kids have rode your bus. I rode your bus. My kids rode your bus. It is even to the point that their, their kids, have, grandkids, have rode the bus. Whatever way that works. Your kid, grandkid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's because it works. For such a time as this, not every ministry is going to be beneficial in 2015 and 20 and 30 and whatever, things change. But such a time as this, we're going to use these ministries. Young at Heart. Drew is, I remember that when I did Young at Heart, once a month, I would go in the kitchen. Irma and some of the ladies that would be able to stay, they cook and do their amazing job. Amazing job. And then you stay and you clean and you're scrubbing the floor and doing all this. And now Drew's overseeing uh, young at heart, he'll stay now and scrub the floors and help the ladies, whatever. I appreciate Drew. Um, I appreciate these ladies, but they would love to have somebody one time a month. Let's put it this way. Two hours out of a whole month to come and help them clean the kitchen in preparation for Friday just to get it cleaned up after young at heart. It is a great opportunity to get plugged in. Y'all follow me? There's always something. This is fun. And if you haven't got plugged in, you don't know what true fun is. 